Welcome back to the Varsity Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with the use. What's up, guys? And we got a 3-1 victory against Valencia. If you like that score, subscribe to this video. <laughs> Let us know in the comments your thought. Because, hey, we got an early goal, right? Which is kind of an issue we've been having. An early goal up against us with a long shot from Gaia that just, you know, bounced off Ter Stegen's fingertips. But I like the resiliency of the team, right? We had Fati come out with a 1-2 with Depay and get a nice goal from outside the box. Then you had Fati drawing a penalty that Depay put away very convincingly. And at the end of the game, you had Coutinho put away after a nice desk run and retaining of the ball. He crossed it in, Coutinho scores, seals the game in like the 83rd minute, and Barca win 3-1. And this game is a little bit of a hard shell to unpack because there were some like very good things that we saw and then there were some familiar familiar foes in mm -hmm. that you know our defense wasn't too strong and our midfield again looked a little bit weak defensively and offensively compared to what we want but let's get at the top the good things from this game right and i think there's two big things the first one we should break down use on the barster breakdown is Serginho Dest as the right wing looks really good. And that True. is credit on two fronts. One to Komen for playing Dest up there. I do wonder if Komen saw how Dest scored that wonderful goal for the U.S. men's national team last week in the international break and thought, hey, we're lacking width on the right side. Luke DeJong's not working. Let's put Dest there. However, he came up with the idea. Dest worked out really well on the right wing, and I think everyone is happy. You saw the Camp New applaud him. Dest give his jersey away to a young fan. It True. was overall pretty awesome. Um, and so it was Komen, a plus for him to start him there. And then also just Dest himself was balling out, right? He created a lot of offense there. It, it, it seemed like Dest on the right wing was part of the abandonment of this whole cross and pray that we'd been seeing for Barca in the last few weeks. And so let me know, Yusuf. What did you think about Dest, Komen's idea to play him there? I mean, overall, we have to be pretty happy, right? Yeah, I mean, Dest playing on that, that forward um, wing made it so he didn't have to put so much defensive time into the game and it could focus on do that uh, right wing, create some space, uh, get the ball in towards Fati Depay. Um, I really liked it, his performance today, and I think that, you know, if this can continue, but we will have Dembele back at some point, so we'll see what happens there. It just there. gives us options, right, on the wing. Exactly, because, yeah. you know, in previous games, I think against Bayern, we had Dest as right back, and we had Sergio Roberto as, like, the right wing, mm -hmm. right wing back position. And one of the common things everyone saw in that Bayern game is that they would just give Sergio Roberto as much space as they needed. Yep. And clearly, he doesn't have the pace or the, the passing ability to really make the most of that spot. And so it was good for Komen to put Dest there because yeah. he, he is able to make those runs and to make those passes. And he does have that threatening shot that just creates a lot more um, a lot more options mm -hmm. and a lot more you know unpredictability from that right-wing spot. I think he's also um, getting more familiar with that you know, of offensive attack, and I think he's kind of growing into it. We saw, in, like you said, in the international game for the United States, he made that goal. He's getting a little more familiar. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's also still very young, like the squad we had on the pitch very today. True. So if you had in the front, you know, Depay, Dest, uh, Fati, who, again, has started his first game after his injury, and then you got the midfield, FDJ, Busquets, Gavi, Gavi another young yeah. one on the I list. I mean, you're, you're really on to mm -hmm. something here, and, like, this, if you go back to our first video after Messi left Barca, part of what we said would be refreshing is like, hey, it's no longer like every game is a reflection of Messi's legacy and that sure. each loss is like something we have to cry about and be like, oh my God, we only <laughs> have X amount of years of Messi left. How could we lose this again in the Champions League? Now, we've, we, you know, when you get rid of Messi, you're in a full rebuild. 
which means that you have to have patience and expect mm-hmm. for like the young players to really get better now and not expect them to be, you know, in the death situation, Danny Alves, right, at the age of 20. And so I think the fans in the last few weeks, uh, listen, we're all upset about the performances and we all don't think Coleman's doing well enough as coach. But with some of these young players, like you're going to have to let them play bad sometimes sure. and improve, right? Yeah. Because no one who's 20, 21, 19, 18 is going to just consistently be you know, uh, uh, a Barca player from 2011. And sure. so Des himself, this game kind of shows that, hey, he's going to have two steps forward, but then might have a step back, right? He mm-hmm. might have three steps forward and one step back. And like, because we're in a rebuild and because we know this, we need to have just a little bit as fans, a little bit more patience and let these players develop. Because, you know, you see, you mentioned Fati, which mm-hmm. is, I think, the second thing we're going to go yep. into in a second. But he's young too. And he is playing with Depay. And Depay, this game looked a little bit more lost. And part of that is because he hasn't played with Fati that much. He hasn't played with Desta's right wing enough. And so, you know, we're going to have to just buckle in and, and have some patience and let the players learn to play with each other a lot more than before because there's no longer that, you know, oh, my God, we haven't scored in 60 minutes. Let's just pray Messi will score for us somehow. Sure. And that's the big highlight of what Komen has done that, you know, to give him a little bit of props is that he's using these young players and giving them the time that they need to develop. I know he doesn't have too much of a choice, but he was even doing that before we got here. Um, but, you know, like you said, Fati, what a wonderful oh, performance boom. starting the game off. Uh Scoring a goal to equalize after we went down 0-1, and then also drawing the penalty in the box, and then uh, Depay a beautiful finish. You know, and the highlight of that is that he seemed pretty confident. He looked like he moved well. He even looked like he was connecting with uh, Depay, Depay a little bit yep. on that goal that he had. You know, uh, he passed the ball to Depay. Depay set him up, just a little touch, and um, placed it perfectly. That's the cool thing about Fati. It's mm-hmm. something that's very unique about him is that he just does seem to always have a knack for getting at least one great shot on goal every game, right? There That's have what we missed, though. Yeah, right? I For know. so long, yeah. and Well, three months, right, since Messi. That's so long. But, um, <laughs> I mean, that's the cool thing. Is this th- Fati is definitely the second big point of this game, and sure. he just overall looks so good. Like you're saying, on the one front, there doesn't seem to be a lot of remnants of any sort of like knee issue mm-hmm. or any sort of soreness. I never see him like clutching at his knee, and you know we just pray and pray that that will continue on for the rest of the season. And then on top of it, yeah, he just has a knack for getting a good shot on goal. Mm-hmm. And you know today was a pretty wonderful goal. That that's, it reminds me of Messi a lot. You know, Messi's been scoring so many outside of the box goals. It's great to see our new number ten do that. Uh, and he just he offers us a lot of options. And I think what's really going to take this team to the next level, as Coman has been saying for a few weeks, is he needs to get people healthy, right? Yeah. That's the big thing is that you notice in this game we had Sergio Aguero to put on late, right? In the 65th minute when Fati, um, when, when kind of after the halftime, Barca lost a little bit control of the game and Valencia was having more luck or more, not luck, but more uh, better play against us. We took off Fati, then we had Coutinho come in and he's playing a little bit deeper, helped our midfield kind of get the ball forward and not lose it so quickly. Sure. And that's, that's part of what having a healthier Barca does is mm-hmm. instead of putting in, you know, Nico, Gavi, um, these young players in as our subs in the second half. Now we're putting in Coutinho. Now we're putting in sure. Sergio Aguero. Sure. We're putting on a little b- and we put on Nico. So mm-hmm. we're able to mix a little bit more of like seasoned veteran players with the young players and that's going to help yep. I think ease us as we go on the season to make better rotations and you know once we get Dembele back he's going to provide that width on the left yep. or the right side that's really going to open up the game. That's another highlight though to Komen in this sense is now he is using those subs at appropriate times right we s- had that stagnant first uh, 20 minutes or so to the second half and you know he recognized that and for once I think and made a sub and I'm happy about that and we also need to give the the idea that it seemed like on the pitch 
uh, we, we were planning a little bit more. We had things set up more. We looked like we tried to do one-two passes to set somebody up on goal, and now that goes to Komen again. Mm. Komen seemed to uh, have a little bit of a plan. Now I that's, don't wanna, that's where you lose me a little bit. I said bit, a little bit, use. but I was going to say... Go uh, ahead, go ahead. But like, those are small highlights, and I like those things. But at the end of the day, I don't think Komen is going to do enough because uh, the, this game was against Valencia. Not so great team. They haven't had a lot of points. Where, that we just passed them up on points. So I think they're about ninth place or so. Yeah, um, well, what you're getting at is yeah. exactly what the issue has been for Komen yeah. a lot, is that with our team, we can do well against Levante. We did well against Valencia, mm-hmm. who don't look as good this season exactly. as seasons past. But we're coming against Kiev in the Champions League. Okay, that team we should be able to do well against, although we thought the same thing about Benfica. Yep. But then we have the Clasico next <laughs> A week Sunday, from today. Right? Yeah. yeah, next Sunday. And so you do wonder if these tactics, so-called, will transition. Because as much... Like, mm-hmm. we got away from the cross and pray, right? Luke Dijon's not in the center. Uh, Depay and Fatsi aren't notorious headers of the ball. Araujo wasn't in the game. So that whole cross strategy, out the window. True. And there was a little bit more of building up. I still think our team lacks the, the... They lack the roles when we get in the box to know who should do what to make a goal happen. Sometimes it feels like True, we get that. the ball to the box and then, like, all the players kind of don't know and they're scrambling on their own to figure out how to create offense. There doesn't seem to be a good routine and, and tactical setup there. Um... To create but space that's, around that time. Yeah, but that's yeah. the issue is that, yeah. you know, th- this was an improvement and, and we shouldn't be that negative because, hey, we, we got the three points and what we're only, I think, off Real Madrid, like five points and we have a game in hand, something like that. And so th- there's things to build on here. But at the same time, the defense did not look that good. No. Valencia scored really early on. Um, if Ter Stegen hadn't been better this game, they would have had more goals. And if the post didn't help us, they would have had more goals. Sure. And then our midfield still feel like there's something lacking. I mean, Busquets and Frankie de Jong, Sure, they don't have Pedri, who they're used to. They're playing with Gavi, who's somewhat new. They're playing with Fati and, and Des. There, there are some new elements to this team that they haven't played with before. But I still feel like we need to get more out of Frankie de Jong, right? If we go back to my you know, prediction of the 10 games of La Liga, I thought Frankie de Jong would be the breakout player. And so far, I'm just not... I'm, I, <laughs> I, it's hard to say because he is sure. very good. Yeah. But I want Frankie de Jong to be excellent, to be world-class. And he's, just, he's, he's almost there, but I just feel like ins- he's not consistently being a game changer, which is a high bar, but I think it's a bar that I, I, I want to see and I think sure. Frankie Dijon can achieve. I think he'll get there. And I, you know, he's but doing such a... He's not, he's not like Gavi Young. He's not Fatsi Young. You sure. know, we're talking about a player, sure. I think, what, Frankie Dijon is 25? We're with a player here who who is going to obviously keep improving, but this is around when you would start to expect to see that. Sure. You know, I think that with the way we've been playing, it's a little hard to get all we want from Frankie de Jong because his tendency sometimes is not so many passing and facilitating in the midfield. Sometimes we see him doing runs like we saw today, um, pushing forward, trying to create space. And if he's not familiar with like Depay, Fati, Dest as being his front, he doesn't really, maybe not as so much practice to go mm-hmm. with those players and develop there. So I, I agree with you, but I also think there's so many variables right now. It's really hard to solidify some game plan. But, you know, I think he'll get better. You you totally have a point there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should be interesting, yeah. right? And I think we complain a lot if Komen plays the same team all the time, and then when he plays a new team, we also kind of complain. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this team kind of mm-hmm. settles in because now, you know, we got Kiev, we got Real mm-hmm. Madrid, which we're all very excited for. I think my only last few statements are, uh, you know, Eric Garcia and Piquet looked, mm. b- you know, not <laughs> super good this game. <laughs> I still feel like Eric Garcia... You know, sh- I feel like Lenglet should have some time to show what I he agree. has because I think he might be our second best option at center back. Um, and then besides that, 
you know, I was glad to see Magueza come on. I think he hasn't been able mm. to capture his excellence that he was starting to show at the end of last season. We all remember that famous blowout between Komen and Magueza. I think it was during the Clasico. I remember when it was raining and Komen yelled at him. I feel like Magueza's still been in the doghouse since then. And so I'm glad to see him keep coming on. But, sure. you know, other than that, let's hope. Is this the springboard use? What's your prediction <laughs> for Kiev and the Real Madrid? <laughs> Not a springboard, like I said. I think. Okay, do you uh-huh. think we're at least going to win against Kiev in the Champions League? Because if we don't win those three points... We have no shot at making it out the groups. Uh, I think we're going to draw. Really? Yeah. You, man, that's so negative, guys. You I think <laughs> we're going to win 3-1. Okay. Let us know in the comments what you guys think the <laughs> score will be because we need these three points, and we will see we you guys after the game. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys.